Too Many Comics, episode 166. Uh, Brooks, I have this further down the follow-up, but just to get it out of the way, because it was something that did come out, uh, I'm under the impression that neither one of us has seen the newest comic book movie, Venom. No. That's like a... I was somewhat excited for this when it first was announced, and, you know, Tom Hardy, and... Yeah. Ever since the first trailer, I've been, like, meh about it, and then every every review has seemed to uh, coincide with that feeling, and that's a shame. To be venomous? <laughs> so, sorry. Well, I, you know, I, and, and I think in your case, you are a Venom fan. Like, that was one of your like, original, as a child, you this were a fan true. of this character. So if you're not into it, who is? Yeah, I don't know. You know, we have a, a friend that sees basically every movie ever, and I was just... <laughs> Well, I'll quote him and what he sent me. He said, Venom is the room of superhero film. Both films take place in San Francisco. Both are loaded with painful, cringeworthy dialogue that feels like placeholder for the real thing. Both have an insane, manic central performance that kind of make them worth checking out. First of all, he said that to both of us, just so you know. All right, I understand. And so we're looking at a 30% Rotten Tomatoes uh, critic score, but an 89% audience score. Interesting. So so I guess a bunch of idiots are going to see this. <laughs> well, a, a movie that I know everyone is going to see, uh, Idiots and smart people alike is Avengers 4 um, which is going to come out in I believe it was May 2019 yeah. As of right now. Um, it, news keeps trickling out about it, and so it's rumored to pick up five years after Infinity War. I don't like that. Why not? Why not? I just don't, I don't like time jumps as a thing. I just feel like it's a little played out. And I don't like think that we're going to have to like live in a world where Bucky's been dead for five years, yeah. among, among other people. It's like, eh, let's, let's just pick it up right where, 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 it, where it ended. Let's just do that. Yeah. I guess it's all in how they, how they make it happen. If, if there's going to be flashbacks to what just happened initially... Um, well, they've talked a lot about like flashbacking, and I mean that's all all time stuffs on the table is what I was what what I understand. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, you may not like it, but uh, you'll be there opening day. I will. I I fully intend to come home for that one. We we have to see this through. Yes, I agree. And then, and then end our friendship. I think that's the best way. <laughs> I think that that's what we have to do. Uh, and in addition to all this news that's been popping up, uh, there's been back and forth about what the movie's going to actually be called. Uh, Mark Ruffalo was on one of the late night talk shows uh, this this past week, made mention that the name has already been out there, what it is, which a lot of nerds are thinking is Avengers Annihilation, uh, and, but the Russo brothers have jokingly fired him. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I actually saw, <laughs> actually, actually saw this first, and, you know, they I guess they tweeted, you're fired, and then he wrote back, can we talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently he has like a history of like sort of kind of spoiling stuff. Yeah, he he and Tom Holland are the two that are really bad. In a very like dad kind of way, like keeping his phone on during like one of the screenings. So basically live streamed the audio of a movie kind uh-huh. of stuff so you know that's fun well he's not really fired so yeah that's true also so we've discussed this multiple times so the dc universe thing is now announced its schedule beyond um wonder woman from yesteryear what else can we see so starting in looks like late october mid to late october the titan series will start in january will be the continuation of the young justice cartoon which is actually a a, a very good show um in its day a lot of people are happy that this is coming back so you know they have that to look forward to to. Doom Patrol is slated for mid-February and lasting until mid-May. And then there's, I guess, another season of uh, Young Justice in June, which at the same time will be the Swamp Thing TV show, followed up in September 2019 by Stargirl, and then fading into mid-October release of Harley Quinn. So how are you feeling about this? Um, Okay, I don't really... I mean, I'll be interested in all of them, just to at least see an episode of all of them, for sure. Um, I'm most interested in Doom Patrol... 
I'd like to see what they do with Titans. Less, I have less of a connection with Swamp Thing other than reading. Um, I think it was a Brian K. Vaughn did a good Swamp Thing back in the day. I think that's the one that I've read. Yeah, I, I did not read that one actually. Um, Star Girl, I don't. I'm not really worried about that. I'd be interested in what they do with Harley Quinn, though. I think it's weird. You know, they've got the Harley Quinn stuff going on in the movie, and then they're going to make this TV series that has nothing to do with the Harley Quinn in the movies. I imagine so. Well, that's what they do with the Arrowverse. We have two Flashes running around. Yeah. So and two Deathstrokes. So you know. Whatever. Doom Patrol, I definitely want to check out. I'm happy for Young Justice coming back for those people that have loved it. And, uh, you know, I want to see what they do with Titans and Harley Quinn, and that's okay. Whatever. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of TV shows. So blase. But okay, fine. Um, one thing I know that we both will be checking out is we've got... Um, a new promo and a premiere date for Sci-Fi's Deadly Class. Can't wait. This Cannot wait. Will be Your Wednesday, Bender. January sixteenth. That is so far, though. It's only a few more months. No, that's far. That's far. Well, you're gonna have it's, to wait. It's October eighth, right now, as we record this. That's a long time. Well, it'll that's fill all... the void in between Avengers four. Fine. How many episodes did they say? Uh, not that I've seen. Uh, okay, but not to be outdone, and we'll put a pin in this for later. Is Umbrella Academy has also been announced, and not in twenty eighteen as we were promised. No, February fifteenth, twenty nineteen. So it's even further out than. Deadly class. Uh, so, but two big TV shows to look forward to um, as we await Avengers. Uh, I was really hoping that the. I followed the Twitter account for Umbrella Academy and they were really pimping that there were going to be some teasers and stuff at New York City Comic Con. I was hoping for a trailer. We did not get that. We just got some like character posters and uh, some imagery from the set. Uh, it all looks pretty, it all looks pretty cool. Um, but you know, I want to see it in motion here. I want to, I want to see moving pictures and dialogue. Your dialogue. Me too. But, uh, Me too. It's all exciting nonetheless. And speaking of the Umbrella Academy. So I'm curious about your thoughts on this. Um, so debut review this week, the Umbrella Academy Hotel Oblivion number one. This being the third installment of the Umbrella Academy, um, long awaited. I think we had mentioned that it was, what, 10 years since the second one ended? I'm forgetting what so, it was called, but easily. The white, to- the, the white violin or whatever, right? Uh, the Apocalypse Suite. The Apocalypse, apocalypse Suite. Suite, yeah. That's good um, so I'm very excited to be reading this again, and I and I love seeing the characters back together. Um, I'm digging the art. I, I still love Number Five is my favorite. So seeing him all doing his thing um, with smart remarks and um, taking control of, of situations, I think there was a lot of setting up. Some reacquainting with the characters in this first issue, some setting up of where the story may potentially be going. Uh, you know, I don't think it was, I think it would be hard for a new person to jump into this. Um, not that it was necessarily geared towards that, but you would expect that with the TV show coming out, um, you know, there's, there might be some new people involved that perhaps haven't read the first two Um but that being said, as a fan, I'm excited that it's back. Uh, I don't think this first issue did a lot for the for the whole series in general, um, other than you know just being reacquainted with the characters again and just sort of diving back into this world. I, I mean, I trust having loved the first two installments as much as I did that you know this one is eventually going to be a wild ride and a lot of fun and that I'll enjoy it. Uh, but you know, as for a first issue, it's just kind of yeah, you know, happy to be back. See, okay, so I don't. I was a little lost. Not gonna lie, because it has been a long time. Yeah, and I. And I even read the first volume not that long ago, and I was like, "What's this book? I I I, I don't even know what this what this issue was about." To be honest with you, I I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Yeah, it seems that they're just like getting the gang back to like they're coming back together for some reason. I guess so, but I mean, I don't remember. I really don't remember what happened in the second volume. I remember the first volume much more than the second one. Yeah, so this, this this could have benefited from one of those previously, in case you it, yeah, yeah, previously yeah. on the Umbrella Academy. You know, this is who they are, what they've done thus far. Um, yeah, so then, like I said, it's not friendly for. 
you know, new peeps. If you want to be into this book um, and get excited for the show, I suggest you go get the first two trades and read those through first before you hop into this because it's, uh, you know, even as fans of the series, it's very, you know, you're jumping into the middle of the ocean pretty much. Um, and we say this acknowledging that before this book, there were merely 12 issues that have come out. So it's not as <laughs> if you have to do a whole lot of reading to get caught up. But I, I, I did feel like I don't know. I don't I don't know what's happened. I, but I mean, but it seems to be well done. I like Gabriel Ba's work, uh, art-wise, that is. Yes, of course. So, I mean, so according to what I read in terms of reviews, so it's looking pretty okay. 8.5 critic, um, 7 user. And that would be against 9 critics and 1 user. <laughs> the one user was not a fan. We gave it a C. All right. Well, either way. I think if you're a fan, you're going to keep reading, um, you know, just the, on on name alone of creator and where you've been. And like you said, it's only two trades to get caught up with this, to be fully in, versed in what's happening. So, you know, shame on us for not reading those directly before. Beforehand. I read one not that long ago. Yeah, but you didn't read two, did you? No, it wasn't free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you know, maybe at some point I'll read the two of those and, uh, you know, jump right back in. All right. Good. Good for you. Because I am excited for, for the I'm excited that's back. Excited for the show. So you are going to stay on with it? Yes. Okay. Um, for next week. So I, I hate to always be like, there wasn't a whole lot. Wasn't but there a wasn't whole a whole lot. lot. <laughs> so we, we got Devil Within number one of four. Um, this is out of Black Mask, which we've had some success with and mm-hmm. then some like not success with. Uh, and it goes with something like this. Paranormal entities, demonic possessions, or is it madness? When newly engaged Michelle and Samantha, oh, progressive, move into an old house, Michelle starts experiencing disturbing events. Rogue reflections in mirrors, strange apparitions, and an eerie voice only she can hear. Samantha doesn't believe in ghosts, but the alternative might be even more terrifying, and it's a hauntingly paranoid thriller from new writer Stephanie Phillips and artist Man House of Witchblade. Okay. <laughs> so, coming coming okay. out of the perfect time around Halloween. Yes, yes. One of my favorite times of year. Uh-huh. You know what, though? When's the last time you got dressed up for Halloween? Uh, well, we do a thing at work where we normally have to. Um, was I there for it last year? I don't think that I was, actually. So it's probably been about two years. What, what, what did you go as? Uh, I think our team two years did Where's Waldo? So we were all Where's Waldo characters. Because everybody like does a different team thing. So yeah. our, our joke was that we were all Where's Waldo people, and we wouldn't do our own team thing. We would just be a Waldo in everybody else's pictures. That's funny. Yeah, so everybody, like, everybody that took group pictures had a Waldo pop up in the background. That's nice. Yeah, I, I love Halloween, and I always struggle with what to be. It's like I'm a pretty witty person, and I also struggle with birthday cards. Like, happy birthday. I can... <laughs> <laughs> could. I could. I wanted to be clever here. I got nothing. Um, my wife's work, there is, uh, I think it's four four women on the team. Uh, they are being the Golden Girls. That's great. Wait, who's your wife being? Uh, she was just showing me two. What, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay. This is important to the show. This uh, is it's very important. If I just see, what were the names again? Rose, Dorothy, Rose, Blanche. Sophia, Blanche. That's all of them right She's there. She's being Blanche. She's going to be the slut. She's the slutty one, the slutty southern one. She's being Blanche. She's either Blanche or Dorothy. Those are two very different characters. Yeah, I know. But she, all, all she showed me was the uh, wig that she's buying. But then what she also the showed me the wig of the other one. I'm forgetting the details. It's either Ranch or Dorothy. Blanche what or color Dorothy. Is what color is the wig? I forget, dude. Come on. Well, what, one's gray, one's blonde. That would solve the whole thing. I think it was more blonde. Then she's being Blanche. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, what else is? Um, so I was flying a little bit and got to uh, a few things. So I was not. I put these further down on your list so that we could both talk about them. But I was not caught up on Magic Order, but I did buy three and four and got myself caught up. Um, have you subscribed Wait, to this book? Of course I have. Okay. So yeah, I mean, the, I think the. Problem with me was is that 
I enjoyed that first issue. It was one of those things where I was going to buy when I saw it. I think I did pick up the second, but missed the third when it came out. I think I'm just going to go ahead and subscribe now. Um, right, it's great. It's great. Book. Yeah, it's been it's been you know a cool story. I love the art, uh, and this is one that so under his deal, like this is going to be a TV show. Am I understanding I his deal correctly? I don't know how that works. I feel like he was making books that were just going to like basically be straight to Netflix series type things. I could be wrong with that, and then and maybe I'll do a follow up next week. But yeah, yeah I don't you know, know, I'd love to see it come to life in, in that form if that's the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, the dude clearly when he hits something out of the park, he, I mean, he really he really does. So you know, kudos to Mark Millar for he, he makes a, a lot of things that I don't particularly like, but this one I this one I do, and I will subscribe. I mean, I this book is great. It's usually one of the first I read when it comes out. Um, like you said, art is amazing. Olivia Quaype did, did this. Um, I, I just it, it's just it's it's almost I don't say it's perfect, but it's just so well done. Where you've got some emotional family stuff going on, but then you also have obviously supernatural elements happening and some humor and and again the art is amazing it's 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 fast paced i find that it's over when i'm like it's already over but it's it's every mm-hmm. every bit of it's every number of pages that it promises to be but it just goes fast in a good way so yeah. i like it very much I, I dig it for reference this is a situation where there's magic among us and there's a bit of a um behind the scenes struggle between the dark forces and the and the lighter forces and trying to get their hands on this book of spells that is indestructible but needs to be protected that's what it's about. Perfect. Um, Adventures of the Super Sons, number three of the 12-issue maxi-series, written by Peter Tomasi, pencils by Carlo Barberi. Um, still still digging this. This is a... And I've read... I've continued to read uh, bits and pieces of the, the Teen Titans series. No, I'm, I stopped getting it in print, uh, but I think I've purchased them on Comixology. This uh, incarnation of Damien is, is way better. Peter's obviously written him for a long time, knows the tone and the mannerisms and everything that far better than, than most do with this character. And it's, you know, just the fact that they're going up against the kid villain types and they're not fighting like the normal people that like the Justice League would, would be doing, it makes it more fun. It's a little more lighthearted. Um, you, know, you don't think of it as on like a grander scale because they are, it seems, it almost seems as if they're like kids playing in the backyard. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're going at one another, but like if these villains were to succeed, they weren't really like taking over the world or anything. Right. Um, so it's just, it's just fun. It's, it's a fun read to get into. I'm, I'm super glad that this book did not end when, you know, they closed everything off and, uh, you know, I'll be sad to see it go nine issues from now. Well, what are you going to do? That's life. I mean, that's the way it goes, man. It's going to end. We're all going to die. That's our only guarantee. Uh, and lastly, I did pick up volume one of The Dead Hand, uh, and I've read the first two issues and uh, from our friend Kyle Higgins, mm-hmm. who has written things such as... Oh, I have to do this? Yep. Uh, Hadrian's Wall. Yes. And Cal. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah, this is, this is very good. I imagine I will uh, finish it up in a short matter, probably before the next show. Um, what do you think? So, so you're liking it so much? I mean, again, the artist is not is not of the other two books, but right. the, the writing is still very solid. Yeah, I mean, he's and we'll talk a little bit more about him later. Um, that that has me excited for another book. But you know, it seems like he should be like has has he done a lot of like big two type stuff in the past, or is he an no. up and comer? I don't know much about him. Up and comer. Okay. Other than the fact that you know what I've read of his, I've really enjoyed. So I feel like maybe he's like on the the cusp of being like that. You know, when we I feel like we've been. 
around to see Nick Spencer take off and Donny Cates take off and Matthew Rosenberg take off. Like, you know, somebody should be reading Kyle Higgins' books because they're, they're really good. And, uh, you know, perhaps Marvel should lock him up for, for some decent titles. Lock it up. Do it. And uh, that's all I got to. All right. So where am I here? I read X-Men Black Magneto number one. This is by uh, Chris Claremont, who's like a legendary X-Men writer, writing the beginning of time, basically. Um, X-Men Black is five books coming out, each one focusing on a villain. So in this case, Magneto. I think next week it's going to be Mojo. There's one for, I want to say Emma Frost, Juggernaut, I think. Anyway, so it kind of gives you sort of the villain perspective. Uh, Villain with quotes around it. Let's just say that. Let's let's not be so, you know, lying in the sand. Okay. I didn't like this at all. I, I just it, I thought the art was not it was not good at all. It was drawn by um, here we go, Dalibor Talajic. That's the best I can do. <laughs> it Usually it's me having to do that. Well, you know, I thought that it would be good to try, try on a new hat for that. But it, it was I, – I don't recommend it. It, it just – and I, the, the problem that I have with Magneto is, and we talked a little bit about this last week where the real world enters comics and it's just a little bit too much like, I don't want, it, not to sound like I've got my head in the sand or that I can't handle reality, but sometimes I don't want to read about reality in a fictional book with people that can control metal. You see what I'm saying? I uh-huh. want to just escape. And it's in the, you know, he, A, he is a survivor of Auschwitz. That's one thing. So that, that tends to come out because students are persecuted for being different. And what, what, what what's the allegory there? What are we, is it racial? Probably. But it just, I, I don't want to sound ignorant, but it's like sometimes it, it's, it was just, it was too heavy handed in this case. It was too heavy handed and I didn't like it. Okay. That, that's all I'm saying. I'm sorry. I believe in equality in real life. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't like it here. All right. Not in uh, fiction. No. Yeah, exactly. Not, not in fiction. Uh, Red Deck number 15. This is by Donnie Cates. We've already discussed. This is a book that's like Southern Vampires. I always feel like I'm about to quit the book, and then I, the last page comes, and I'm like, okay, I'll keep going. So there's that. Regression number 11. This is by Cullen Bunn. Weird book. Psychosexual. Involves like reincarnation and cults and just weird, weird shit going on. Violence. But I like it. Um, Marvel Universe magazine came out. It was free, so I read it because it, it, it gave a bunch of previews of the upcoming X-Men books that are going to be coming out uh, in the near future. So, you know, I, I thumbed through there. So if you can talk about Image Plus, I can talk about this, okay? All right, yeah, do it. <laughs> That's basically all I did. I mean, I, I thumbed through it. I wouldn't say I gave it like a really like hardcore read-through, but it was free. Okay, I can uh, I can appreciate that. And I did read Super Sons. I did read Magic Order, obviously, doing their things. Okay. Well, we got a lot of news to plow through as well. Get it. Brian Michael Bendis, as if he's not doing enough, is going to launch a DC teen imprint called Wonder Comics. Um, so Brian Bendis line at DC Comics from the man who co-created Miles Morales, the ultimate Spider-Man, and Ray Williams. Ironheart comes Wonder Comics, an intercontinuity teen character imprint at DC Comics. So, I mean, I think this is, you know, we've talked a, a lot about what he's been doing there, and he's put out a lot of um, creator-owned type stuff, uh, like original stories. He's brought back some characters that he had going on. He's been doing Superman stuff stuff um you know i don't know if he's working too hard I, this seems like something that i would be interested in and checking out and most likely will just because it was him but you know i'm kind of cautious just because i haven't been into anything that he's done there just yet no and I've, I've given multiple books a chance from him and i'm like no so you know and when we talked about this on the last show a friend of ours had texted us to say that the titans is something that bendis could tackle because we made mention of you know i'd love to see him with a defenders like title that's you know not quite the a-list characters but something that he can be a little creative with in the realm so i mean if he's gets to you know do more than just launch this imprint but sort of tackle some of these characters because uh, it says it's going to be have the wonder twins dial h impulse young justice uh, and patrick gleason is an artist on young justice who and i loved his batman and robin run with with peter Tomasi so 
you know, there's hope there for something. So, you know, Bendis, just because of who you are, I'll likely check it out. But, you know, let's, uh, let's you know, make an A-plus here one of these days. Step it up. Please. What have you done for me lately? Uh, Fight Club 3 arrives in January 2019. We throw this in here because we talked a lot about Fight Club 2 when it was going on. All right, so this is a 12-issue maxi-series revolving around Marla Singer, who was the Helena Hel- Hel- Bonham Carter character from the, from the movie, mm-hmm. who, who I guess is having a trial with the Tyler Durden persona. Uh, and that's that's it. I will not be here for this because I did not care for Fight Club 2 at all. It got so off the rails. Oh, the Remember, ending was it, terrible. Remember it, that? It, beca- it, it became like meta, like it was in uh, on the book and uh-uh. Chuck Connock was, was in the book. Yeah, uh-uh. Who's in charge here? I'm not, I'm not into this. Yeah, so it's going on sale January 30th, 2019 if this is something you're interested in. I would say, again, be cautious. And if you did not read Fight Club 2, go ahead and read that and see if you're into that because I would imagine that it's going to be a lot of the same. And it was cool for a little bit too. That's the, the, the sad thing. And it, it went off the rails and the ending was pure trash. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, into the Spider-Verse trailer introduces the threat and Spider-Ham. Um, so Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the latest trailer from Sony animated film, lays it all out with the help of some french fries and Spider-Ham. So just the updated uh, trailer for Spider-Verse. Uh, you know, we talked about not seeing Venom. Um, this film comes out December 14th, and the trailers that I've seen look awesome. Um, I've always thought there was potential here for Marvel to do things like this, to, to, you know, have, whether it's Sony doing them or, or whatever, um, just high quality animated films. I mean, DCs that are go, that aren't theatrical release, but go straight to, to Blu-ray and DVD and download. Uh, a lot of them are very good. And a lot of them just adapt straight comic titles. Um, you know, the Batman and Sun one follows the, follows the book pretty, pretty much to a T for the most part. Um, you know, there's opportunity there to, for people that will never read a comic that will watch an animated film for an hour and a half. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see this come out and it's, you know, it's off the heels of the Spider-Man new video game has gotten rave reviews from, from gamers. Uh, I've seen a lot of people sharing screenshots of it um, online. Um, so, you know, I have high hopes for this. Do you still play video games? Uh, whenever I have like a free moment, which isn't very often. Um, but last year for my birthday, I did get myself a Nintendo switch and that's what I mostly play when yeah, I do my have nephew, time. My nine year old nephew plays that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's, you know, that it's a great form factor. Like you, if you've got friends over, I mean, we've played Mario Kart like on the big screen, but then you can also just pull it out of the thing and, you know, take it on a plane and play something. Um, yeah, that's what I'll have time for. That's good stuff. Uh, but my brother has already beat uh, the Spider-Man game. So I know he still plays and very much enjoyed the game. Well, that's good. Way to go, Ryan. Cloak and Dagger relaunched after only six issues as Cloak and Dagger negative exposure. So they always do this as like a way to spike the numbers, but... Six is kind of a record, I feel like. Yeah, that's a... Uh, and I didn't we, we read the first issue of this? Or did I, I just did, read it? I, I did not read this. Okay. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that good. So, and it's Dennis Hopeless. Uh, yeah, who, you know, I haven't, I've had my issues with in the past. Um... And I thought I was going to enjoy it just because the show had come out and they would be pushing this. But uh, to me, there's plenty of good older Cloak and Dagger stories that you can go back and peruse. Um, and, you know, six issues and then swap it out again. It's kind of... Yeah, not into it. I won't read either edition. Peter Tomasi reveals secrets of the Super Sons' future. Um, do you have a chance to read this? I did read it, but I've already forgotten it. Okay. Uh, so I just threw this in here just because this is a book that, you know, we've already talked about. We both read and enjoy uh, a good little interview from New York City 
Comic Con with Peter Tomasi talking about you know what's next for these two. Um, you know, just the fact that the the book did not get canceled. Um, you know, I don't know if there was any like startling new news in here, but you know, just uh, just to bring some excitement for the uh, final nine issues. I'm excited. I am. I, I, I also am already sort of like uh, sad. The book's not going to end. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, this could be the last shot of these two. I oh, feel we've like. got the Mister Miracle ending too coming soon. Oh man, oh. although I, I I need there. I need it. Yeah. Good book. Um, Winter Soldier series will basically reinvent Bucky Barnes. I have thrown this in here because it is the aforementioned Kyle Higgins that's going to be writing this. How about that? Just as we just as we talk about it. I mean, he's a good writer. I'm so, of course, what he, he can do with this character. They said, when asked about the adventures planned for Bucky Barnes, Higgins said the new story... Quote, always pointed to the Winter Soldier as what a sidekick should be. He added, I feel like the redemption story's been done. Basically, we turned Bucky Barnes into an AA sponsor for people trying to stop being evil. Higgins has cited Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting's work with the assassin turned Avenger as an influence, where he returned as a Hydra operative only for Captain America to stop his brainwashing. Bucky then operated as a hero from the shadows, blah, 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 blah. This is the stigma of the character Higgins wants to flip on its head by having Bucky now saving lives in the light with his face public and helping fellow heroes overcome their dark path. So Winter Soldier number okay. one by Kyle Higgins and Rod Rice is scheduled to go on sale December 5th. I like Rod Rice's uh, artwork, by this the way. Is, this could be awesome. Like, the, if this is... I'm assuming this picture that they have here is is that art? Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. It looks cool. As I already mentioned, I really dig Kyle Higgins' writing, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super excited. For- Me too! And last but not least, the report is Marvel Studios is developing a Dark Avengers movie. Okay, uh, that's... Okay. You're, How's it gonna work? You're not feeling that? How's it gonna work? I don't know. So, well, the thing is, you know, we probably aren't supposed to know how it's going to work because we don't know what's going to happen out of Avengers 4. We know that Captain America is not going to be around as Chris Evans has already come out and said, you know, it's been an honor playing this character, blah, blah, blah. Basically his contract's up. And, you know, a lot of these guys are going to be gone. We have no idea what's going to happen with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 at this point still. Um, you know, they've got they got to introduce some some new peeps. So something's going to be born out of all this madness. Well, I mean, I just have a bad taste in my mouth from like Suicide Squad. It's the same idea. Like yeah. bad guys. Right. I don't know if I like that. And, but, you know, at least in this story, some of the members that they list off, such as Norman Osborn, like, I don't know if they have the rights to him. It seems like Sony probably still has that, but maybe they, maybe it is included in the Spider-Man stuff. Who knows? Either way. Um, clear, that, but part of the excitement of the Avengers 4 is to just, like, the not knowing of what's coming next. Like, it's been 10, 10, 11 years of these characters just kicking ass every year, and it's going to come to an end. No more. I, I know. But, you know, it'll be okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. That's they will. The thing. That's why they're paid the big buck. Yes, of course. And I think they want to keep making big bucks as well. <laughs> this is true. Uh, which so, is why they got to spin up the X-Men. There you go. I'm all excited right. about that. Yeah, of course. Well, that was this was a high and tight show, given all the news we had to cover. I like it. And I like you. All right. Well, until next <laughs> week, tune in for uh, Devil Within number one review and uh, hit us up online at too many comics.com. I've been reading too many comics.